Hello and welcome to the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. This is episode number 32. My name is Ismael San Juan. Thank you so much for being here. The Super Bowl has come and gone. We have new champions. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeat the Kansas City Chiefs 31-9 and are now the new NFL champions. 2021 champions after COVID, after everything. They are now your new champions in what was a very lackluster game. If I do say so myself, I'll touch on that in a bit. Also, the Cowboys leave Dak Prescott off their promo video for 2021. What does that mean? I'll touch on that. In the Premier League, Liverpool loses to Manchester City. Their title defense is over. They are not going to repeat. This is episode number 32 of the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. Let's get started. This Super Bowl was hyped up as one of the best QB matchups of all time. The best QB QB matchup of all time in the Super Bowl. Mahomes versus Brady. Two two former Super Bowl MVPs. Two former MVPs. First time ever. The greatest QB matchup in Super Bowl history. The GOAT. The greatest of all time. Tom Brady against one of the best players ever to start their career. One of the best specimen that we've seen at the QB position, biggest arm, mobility, able to improvise. That was how this Super Bowl was marketed. That's how it was hyped before. And I was pumped. I was super excited. I bought in into all of that. Tom Brady, you know, he still has he still has it at age what, forty three. He still has it. He could still get it done. Brings the Buccaneers all the way to the Super Bowl. Obviously, we know what Mahomes could do at age 25. I was hyped for this game. After this Super Bowl, there is zero doubt in my mind that Tom Brady, that we will never have another Tom Brady. No one is going to be able to reach the peak, the bar that Tom Brady has set. Not Mahomes, not Wilson, not Rodgers, <clears throat> not anybody that comes after these guys. It, this peak is too high. No one is going to be able to do it. Seven titles with two different franchises. First quarterback ever to do it in both conferences, the AFC and the NFC. Tom Brady, you are ridiculous. I've never been the biggest Tom Brady fan just because New England, I don't know, growing up it was kind of marketed as the bad team, the team that you root against. Bill Belichick is, is dry responses towards the media the patriot way they were kind of the bad guys i I used to be a charger fan before they left before spandos moved that team to la so i had a heart a few heartbreaks with the patriots so that may that may have led to my dislike or um not being a fan of tom brady but there's 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 no denying this there's no way that brady is ever going to be certain surpassed as the GOAT. The one person that could have done it, Mahomes. He was he was the chosen one. He was the one that was supposed to do it. He was supposed to be Brady. By age 25, he was going to have two Super Bowl rings, one over Brady. Brady was going to probably finish with six. Buccaneers, all right, you got to the Super Bowl. It didn't work out. You get six. Mahomes gets two. You need, a, you need four to catch up to Brady. You're 25. You just signed a 10-year contract. You're probably going to play until you're 40. So you have 15 years to get four titles. You could do it, man. You're the kid that's going to surpass Tom Brady. But now Tom Brady beats you. 
Brady has seven. You have one. You need six more. Brady will always have that victory over you in the Super Bowl at age 43 when he's not maybe at his prowess, when he's not at the highest level. You will always have that. Even if Mahomes gets to five, let's say four or five, because he's probably not going to get to seven. Let's say he gets to four or five. Brady is always going to have that on Mahomes saying, hey, I beat you. I was 43, you were 25, you were already an MVP, you were already with uh, Andy Reid for like three years, started for three years. You were already heralded as one of the greatest ever, and you couldn't beat a 43-year-old Tom Brady in his first year with the Buccaneers in the pandemic season with virtual OTAs, with the off-season workouts cut, with the Buccaneers of all teams, the team in the NFL that has the least winning percentage in all of the NFL. You can never, that's, in my opinion, that's insurmountable now for Mahomes. He he has to just stack up MVPs, stack up championships. And we already see what happens when, when you get injured, when your teammates get injured. It is so hard just to win one. Mahomes has won in four years. He didn't play his first year. Lost to Brady in the AFC Championship his second year. Won in his third year. Lost the Super Bowl in his fourth year. One out of four. MVP in there. Heartbreak loss in the AFC. Didn't play the first year. All right. But now in your fourth year, when people think you're going to repeat, when people think you're going to take that next step towards being the greatest of all time, you get hurt. Your toe is a little messed up. You just got surgery. Your offensive line gets hurt. They can't protect you. It's just so hard to win a championship these days. You need a lot. You need a lot of things to go right for you. You need, you know, you need to be playing at a high level. You need to avoid injury. Your teammates need to avoid injuries. You need to keep players in free agency. There's just so many factors, and it just seems like if Mahomes was ever gonna get to that point of Brady's greatness, he had to beat him. Age 25 against age 43, he had to beat him in the Super Bowl. Now, Brady's 2-0 against him in the playoffs with the Patriots, with the Buccaneers. 1-0 in the Super Bowl, the biggest stage of them all. And they're probably not going to play again. Um, In the regular season, I don't think they're going to play again because they're in different conferences. And the only way they could play is if they both reach a Super Bowl. Super Bowl repeat is not out of the question. That would be a great, another great matchup or another great storyline. The Brady versus Mahomes part two in the Super Bowl. It would be marketable. I wouldn't be against it. But that does seem very hard for both teams to make it back. So I don't see another, I don't see a repeat happening. So it's just, I don't see the path for anyone catching up to Brady. And if it's not Mahomes, who's supposed to be the greatest specimen, the greatest thrower of the football, like we've all been marbled by what he has done we all look at him and you're like all right this is the next guy we've never seen anything like this he's the one that could dethrone brady and even him couldn't do it lost to brady it's just my respect to tom brady um there might be some off the field issues that i don't go i don't agree with you people have said you cleared it up that that was Whatever, whatever. But on the football field, no one could compare with Tom Brady. No one will ever compare with Tom Brady. Bucks have the worst winning percentage in the NFL. He left New England. He left the greatest coach of all time, Belichick, in a pandemic, virtual OTAs. 
I know the defense played good. I'm gonna give them their credit in a bit. But what Brady has done, the mentality he brought to the Buccaneers to make them champions after one year in a pandemic, I could just not emphasize enough what that means. This, in my opinion, this might be the the most significant Super Bowl in Tom Brady's career, or the most the one that I'm impressed the most. This one, first year in Buccaneers. With the Buccaneers, Bruce Arians never won it. Oldest head coach to ever win a Super Bowl. Now, this 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 mentality that Tom Brady brought to the Buccaneers. The last time they lost was against the Chiefs before their bye week, and I could only imagine what Tom Brady was doing in that bye week, getting everybody pumped up. Because now people are talking about he was sending everybody text messages at 11 p.m. telling them we're gonna win this, we're gonna win this. I can only imagine what he did in that bye week to get everyone just ready to make this run they won their last four games in the regular season and they went on the road beat the redskins all right redskins with taylor haneke it's it's impressive but all right it's taylor haneke then you beat drew Brees, rogers and mahomes it's just ah tom brady incredible we we should be thankful that we got to see him and I know there's a lot of teams out there that hate him. There's a lot of people that he's he's hurt a lot of people. He's he's. I know if you're a Raider fan, I know you don't like him. If you're a Jets, Dolphins, or Bills fan, I know you don't like him. If you're a Saints, Panthers, or Falcons fan, you probably don't like him either. Now that he's in your division, if you're a Chiefs fan, you probably don't like him. If you're a Charger fan, you probably don't like him. If you're a lot of your Steelers fans, you probably don't like him. He's probably hurt you. Tom Brady's probably hurt you personally in this 20 what 20 years he's been in the league. He's probably hurt you personally. And I think that just shows how great of a player he has been. Football-wise, I don't think we'll ever see anything like him. I would love to be able to live through it, to see another great player come through the ranks and take that mount, take that mount, take that title from him. But I just don't see it happening. I think Tom Brady's gonna end up as the greatest of all time and it's it just seems insurmountable more even more than like jordan in the nba because now lebron you can make some arguments he's the greatest of all time i know people debate that but you know jordan did it with one head coach one team almost like i mean he did have changing parts in his teams but it was all within like an eight-year span all the titles similar teammates for the most part co-star and Pippen Brady has done it with Branch with Moss or he didn't he never got it with Moss but he he, Welker Amendola Brewski at defense Um, you name it he's done it Gronk so many different players he's done it with Belichick Bruce Arians I am completely in awe of what Tom Brady has done and I just want to give him props there's never ever going to be another QB like him. He played all right in the Super Bowl. He didn't play bad. He did what he had to do. So shout out to Tom Brady. There will never be. I appreciate him, I guess. Or hate him. Hate him as much as you can while he's still here. Because you're probably never going to hate somebody as much as him ever again. It's just impossible in my opinion. But if there ever was one person to challenge him, I do not blame this loss on Mahomes. He tried his heart out. He was playing with the turf toe. His line was not blocking for him. 
key players were making key jobs. You could tell that he left it all on the field, and I want to congratulate Mahomes on leaving it out on the field. There was really, in my opinion, nothing more he... I mean, there might have been some throws that he could have made, but I am not dissatisfied with his performance, and I do not put this loss on Mahomes. I think he tried hard. We could all see it. It was evident watching the game that Mahomes was leaving it all on the field. There was a couple plays that we, I'm pretty sure everybody saw where he's running for his life, running for his life. They have him. He's falling down. And he's somehow finding a way to give his players a chance. Drop it in the vicinity. Sometimes it hits players in the helmet. Twice it did. But it was just amazing to see Mahomes do his thing with the turf toe, with the line protecting nobody. Kelsey dropped the play early in the first. That could have been a first down. Never really seen him drop the passes like that. Hit him in both hands. Just drops it. Hill had a very contested catch in the end zone where Mahomes extended the play, had a man on him, threw it up, hit Tyreek Hill right in the helmet. Couldn't come down with it. Williams at the end of the towards the end of the game, the one that everyone's talking about, where uh Mahomes is basically parallel to the field. Just at a pure arm strength, finds a way to get it in the vicinity, and Williams can't bail his quarterback out. It's not even bail. His, dude, you're right there. Catch it. But Mahomes, we all saw him running around on a hobbled foot because of his toe. We all saw him running around. We all saw him leave it on the field. So Mahomes, great game. Not great game, but I know you left it all out there. Relatively good game. I did expect more. I expected more from Mahomes. I expected more from Andy Reid. But played a great defense. Defense was all over the field. They didn't. Re- they only rushed forward for the most part. They, re- they had everyone drop back. They were blanketing Kelsey. They were blanketing Hill. And you, you at least gave your gave you guys an opportunity. You gave you guys an opportunity to make it to make catches, to make some plays. And it just wasn't. It wasn't your day, Mahomes. But you should, uh, I think you'll be back. I still have a lot of hope for you. You may not, this lead that Brady has put on you, this pressure that the media or like fans or casuals have put on you to be the next GOAT, to compete with Brady, to take that title away from him, it might be insurmountable now. You might not ever be able to catch up to Brady. He has seven rings. You have one. Um, you'll need to get more MVPs. You might even have to change teams too at the end of your career to try to do what he did. But it just seems super insurmountable. The fact that he defeated, even though it's not really QBs never play against each other, but that's the way media shapes stories. That's the way that, you know, the media does MVP votes. They're the ones that really tell the story. Media really does control a lot of how people think. The way the fact that Brady beat you at age forty three when you're twenty five, that that storyline is I feel is gonna be too hard to break. Like your success is gonna have to be so great for you to get over that hump. Because Brady, like I said, he's two and zero against Mahomes in the playoffs. Beat him in the Super Bowl. They're probably not gonna play again in the playoffs because of Brady's age. I mean. Knowing Brady, he might just play another five years and, and you guys see each other three, four more times in the playoffs for some reason. But the way it stands right now, it just seems super insurmountable for Mahomes, but that doesn't take any, any way of, anything away from Mahomes. 
he, he left it all on the field, and I just hope the Chiefs are able to give him the protection that he needs. I don't want Mahomes to go down the line that Russell Wilson went, where he goes to he wins the Super Bowl his third year or his second year as a starter. And then the third year, he loses the Super Bowl, and then you don't win another Super Bowl for another six years, and we're still waiting for Russell Wilson to make it back to another Super Bowl. And he's just running around for his life, carrying the Seahawks to NFC West championships, but never really all the way to the Super Bowl because he has so much weight. The whole team's weight on him. I just hope that's not the same path for Mahomes. I hope the Chiefs are able to give give him the protection that he needs, and I hope I wish him that he doesn't get hurt. That concussion versus the Browns, the toe, is just so hard to stay healthy. So I just wish the best to Mahomes. I love seeing him play, and I wouldn't mind him winning more championships. I would love to see Mahomes win more championships. I like his. I like how he plays. I like how he carries himself. He looks like a good guy. And I just know that this loss was not on Mahomes. He left it all on the field. If there was one person to put this blame on, or put most of the blame on. This is the head coach, Andy Reid. I have a lot of problems with the way he handled time management. Before Andy Reid won the championship with the Chiefs, before he got Mahomes, before he hadn't won, he had he wasn't labeled as a winner. It's funny how one championship changes people's perception of you. But before that happened, Andy Reid, if you followed him with the Eagles, if you followed him at the beginning with the Chiefs. One of the things that killed Andy Reid was his time management, not knowing when to take a timeout, taking it too early, not saving them for the end, or not using them early enough. That was one of the biggest criticisms of Andy Reid's from his time with the Eagles, early on with the Chiefs, not knowing how to keep a lead, not knowing how to run out the clock. Anything that arrived, re- revolved around time management, Andy Reid was often scrutinized for it throughout his career and then he got Mahomes and then he got a Super Bowl and then we kind of got we kind of started forgetting about Andy Reid's time management we started uh um giving him credits for his offense the way the way that offense looks how beautiful it looks all the end arounds all the eye candy that he does we started you know focusing more on the positives and we kind of started forgetting about Andy Reid's negatives, his flaws as a coach. And those flaws reared their ugly head again this Super Bowl. At the end of the first half, Tom Brady had the ball with like less than a minute left, one timeout, and they ran the ball. They gave it to Fournette. Andy Reid takes the timeout because he he wants to get Mahomes the ball, give one last shot before the before the half. But Brady completes a pass. I, I believe it was to... Godwin to set up third and two and Andy Reid takes another timeout that's the timeout that I really don't agree with third and two is just super not easy but it's super manageable for the offense to get I might even say easy yeah it's pretty easy third and two your defense hasn't been playing lights out it's not like you've been going on three and now it's the whole game and it makes sense Brady has for the most part been able to kind of at least get the first down or move the move the ball down the field more than you have. So third and two, the offense has one timeout. You take a timeout and you kind of dare Tom Brady to get that first down and try to go for more. And obviously they get the third down, they convert. Then 
the Buccaneers get too questionable with pass interference, which I don't really want to get into because they should have never been in that position if Andy Reid just lets the Buccaneers run the clock out. They go out into halftime 14-6, and it's a different ball game. One possession game, you get the ball to start the second half. But no, Andy Reid takes two timeouts he probably shouldn't have taken. One that he definitely, the first one, people, some people may say, okay, give it a shot. Other people are like, nah, just go into, the, into halftime 14-6. The second one is the egregious one. There's no way he should have taken that one. No way. Third and two. Down just eight points in the Super Bowl with Mahomes. You you just go into halftime 14-6. He takes a timeout. They take a big shot. Two pass interferences. Super, you know, controversial, especially the second one. But now you're down 21-6 in the Super Bowl, and that's it. Your, your offensive line can't protect. Mahomes never has time in the pocket. Your plays are getting blown up. That defense is too fast. They're running sideline to sideline. And that's that's ball game basically. So for all the for all the positives, for all the accolades that we want to give Andy Reid for the great offense, the plays that he draws up, for all the success that the Chiefs have had, Andy Reid's time management continues to be his Achilles heel and it showed up in the Super Bowl, I also think that he didn't run the ball enough. He had to give Mahomes a little bit of help. You could, we could tell, everyone could tell that the the line was not protecting him. They had a lot of backups, so it's understandable. But if anything, linemen like to go forward and bully people. And I know they were playing against a great defensive line, but you got to run the ball. Couldn't run it enough. I think being down twenty one six, it kind of nullified the run game for the second half. Once you're down 21-6, you're chasing the game. If you don't get anything on your first drive, now you're really chasing the game. And you get nothing on the first on your first possession. Buccaneers go down and score 28-6. Now the run game's completely gone. So it's just a lot of mistakes piling up. I think Andy Reid could have coached a better game. And could have gotten the ball out of Mahomes' um, hands quicker too. I think he kept drawing up like a lot of deep shots. And they, like I said, they didn't run the ball enough. They couldn't get Tampa Bay out of their um, cover two that they were running most of the game. You had to punish them with the run game to get the safeties to come up the field. They never did, and they paid for it. So I just hope Andy Reid learns from this, and he has a better game plan. I get it. Injuries injuries are part of the game, and they hinder the Chiefs, but I do believe Andy Reid got outcoached. And his th- those problems that he's had with time management just reared their ugly head again. But I still like Andy Reid. He's one of my favorite coaches. But I do have to say that like I was not impressed by how he managed the time and the the play calling. I th- I think could have been better. And Andy Reid is still the game, the offensive. Um, he calls the plays for the offense. So it falls on Andy Reid. I would have loved to see him get a second re- a second ring. His first coaching job was at. SF State, and that's where I graduated from. So I would have loved to see him get a second ring, but it is what it is. I still like you, Andy Reid. I hope you win more rings. But that time management, those play calls, a little questionable, but it is what it is. Andy Reid, wish you the best. One coach I do have to give credit to is Todd Bowles. He's a great defensive coordinator. That Bucks defense is elite. I think Todd Bowles deserves to be head coach again. He was head coach. The only time he's been a head coach was for the New York Jets. But the New York Jets are a mess. They never 
I think if you're if your first coaching job is the Jets, especially in recent years, it should be nullified. That shouldn't be on your resume. You should get another chance. And he's shown that he's a great defensive coordinator. What he did to that Kansas City offense, no, no defense has done it. No defensive coordinator has done what he did to the Chiefs, keeping them without a touchdown for a whole game, first time ever with Mahomes as the starter. He played a lot of cover too. He knew that his lineman could get could get home with just four. He's usually just rushing four and dropping everyone into a cover two. And it worked to perfection. That D-line got to work. Barrett, JPP, Vita Vea were all feasting. Um, those backup linemen by the Chiefs had no chance. And Levante David and Devin White running all over the field. The few times that the Chiefs did run the ball, it looked like Devin White or Levante David were right there. Especially Devin White. There was a couple plays that Romo, Romo highlighted where he, you just see Devin White beating the lineman to the spot, being just too quick and just getting to like Edwards Hilaire or whoever was running the ball, he would get there before they could like get the corner. Before they could turn the corner, Devin White was there. And I do want to give Levante David some credit. Um, I feel like he's been a great inside linebacker for his whole career. He's been a great monster of a player. But because he was drafted in the same draft as Luke Keekley, and Luke Keekley was like a top 10 pick, great player for the Panthers. I like Luke Keekley too, so shout out Luke Keekley. Hope you're enjoying retirement. But Levante David has been just as good as Luke Keekley his whole career since they were drafted in the 2012 draft. He's been an amazing player, but he's always been in the shadow of Luke Keekley, and I'm just happy that he's a champion now. Um, this reminds me kind of of um, and Dominican Sue and Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy was drafted by the Buccaneers. He's a free agent now. And ironically, uh, and Dominican Sue is now a champion with the Buccaneers. But it's the same dynamic with where McCoy, he was a great player, but he was a second defensive tackle taken behind Dominican Sue. And Dominican Sue would get all the accolades, all the recognition by the media. And Gerald McCoy was just as good a player or maybe slightly less good than Sue, but because he went after, he was kind of in the shadow. Same thing with Levante David, second round linebacker in the 2012 draft. I think I, I always thought he was great. Um, Just, I think he was on the same level as Keekly, but Keekly would get all the accolades. And now I'm just happy for Levante David. He's a champion. So shout out to Levante David. Um, I'm, ha- I'm very happy that you're a champion. And Devin White, super young linebacker, quick, can get to anywhere on the field. Great game. JPP, after blowing up his hand, um, you know, what a story. Vita Vea, everybody. Sue, um, there's a lot of players that you could root for on the defensive. And and Todd Bowles got them all working together, got them all in harmony, got them all believing in his philosophies. And I think Todd Bowles is a great defensive uh defensive coordinator and i think he should get a, another chance as a qb i mean as a head coach um i know there's not a lot of black head coaches out there so i think todd Bowles should be up there in that list with the enemy todd Bowles. i mean I, it was just amazing seeing that defense uh take care of the chiefs they blanketed hill i know um kelsey had like over 100 yards but for the most part, those catches were not like important in the grand scheme of things. They never 
broke the game open or it was in like a critical catch that they let. For the most part, when the game was on the line on critical downs, that defense showed up and took care of the Chiefs' offense in ways we've never seen. And it's just impressive. Todd Bowles for head coach. I'm, I'm gonna get that started. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be leading that hashtag. Todd Bowles for head coach. Todd Bowles for head coach. Get him. I think he'd be great in a lot of places. Um, if it doesn't work with McCarthy, I think uh, he, he he could work with the Cowboys, um, just to shore up that defense. That offense could probably figure it out with Dak Prescott. They have a lot of players on offense, wide receivers. They still have Zeke. If they were to get Todd Bowles to shore up that defense, hey, you never know. But Todd Bowles for head coach, what a great performance he put there. The things he did to that offense, we may never see again. Again, because the line was hurt, that has a lot to do with it. But still, it doesn't take anything away from what Todd Bowles did. Against Breeze, against Rodgers, now against Mahomes. That defense was elite. I hope they keep them together. I, I, they were all talking today in the parade that they're going to stay. So it would be great for the league. For the, It would be great for the Bucks. It would be great for defensive aficionados to see this Bucks defense stay together. But Todd Bowles, forward head coach. In other news, the Cowboys leave Dak Prescott off their 2021 promo video and now they're backtracking. They're saying that it was an accident, that it does not have any meaning, that they just overlooked it. It doesn't mean anything. Dak Prescott, you know, it's no insult to him. It's no jab towards him. And in my opinion, I think that's that's bullshit. I don't believe him. I think they're lying. Dak Prescott is plays quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, the most recognizable position in the NFL, the most marketable position in the NFL. Um, That's one of the things that they've always said about Dak Prescott. If he didn't get all the money he wanted, they were like, oh, you know, you play for the Cowboys. You play for uh, America's team. You're going to play in Jerry's world. Like, that's the spot you want to be if you want to get, you know, all these marketing contracts. If you want to, if you want to be in commercials, all the money you leave on the table, if you're gonna recoup some of that money because you play for the Dallas Cowboys, the most recognizable team in the NFL. And for them, for all these, for everyone to say that, and then for them to leave him off their promo video, I think it's it goes against everything we've been hearing. Dak Prescott should be the first player that that video team, that marketing team thinks of when they're making that video. I just don't think that just because he's injured and he hasn't been there, they forget about Dak Prescott. I think there's some meaning behind there. I don't know if it means he's going to leave or it just signifies that they they don't really want to keep him or if they're going to look elsewhere. But I just don't believe the Cowboys when they say, oh, we just overlooked it. That it means nothing. Um, we just uh, weren't paying attention when we made the video. Like, we love Dak Prescott. I think this is a clear message to Dak Prescott that, you know what? Maybe we don't have plans for you to be a Dallas Cowboys in 2021. And I mean, he is coming from a, he's come trying to come back from a pretty serious ankle injury. We all saw the gruesome video of him getting hurt against the Giants. I wish him the best. Hope he comes back and he's able to play at a high level. But I do think that there is something there. We, we all know that Jerry, Jerry, uh, Jerry Jones was playing hardball with. Dak Prescott last year, he didn't want to give him the contract that Dak Prescott wanted. Um, now, 
the team suffered because of it. We all saw how bad the Cowboys were last year without Dak Prescott. Even though Andy Dalton's not a bad is not a bad backup. He's probably the high higher end of backups in the NFL. And even with Andy Dalton, the team was terrible. So this should tell you that Dak Prescott is has immense value to the Cowboys. He's the one that makes them go as evident by last season. So if I was a Cowboys, you know, I would try to I would try to re-sign Dak Prescott. Maybe not to a huge, huge number like he's been wanting, but definitely a good a good number. I would definitely do everything in my power to keep him. I don't know if they're going to franchise tag him or if they're going to offer him a long-term contract or if they're just going to let him go, which would be insane. But it's Jerry Jones, so nothing's out of the table. But I just don't think that this means nothing. I think this is a clear message to his agent, to Dak Prescott, like kind of telling them, hey, if, if you don't want to sign this contract, if you don't want to sign the long-term contract that we're going to offer you, we are more than ha- capable of. We're more than happy to move forward into 2021 without you. So do what you want with this information. Take the contract we're going to offer you. Sign the franchise tag again. Or go look somewhere else. Go into the open market and see what that could bring you. Because, come on, it's a promo video for 2021. If if he was really in, if you were really all in on Dak Prescott, he would be on that video. He would be center... It, that video starts with Dak Prescott and ends with Dak Prescott. If I was doing a promo video for 2021, just just thinking about it right now, like if I was doing it, if I'm a Dallas Cowboys, if I'm working on that video for the Dallas Cowboys for 2021, the way I would shape that video would probably be like uh, something revolved around the return of Dak Prescott, showing some of his highlights, maybe showing a little bit of his injury, maybe showing him like leaving the field with thumbs up, a little bit of his training, and then some of his highlights, and then some of the players that played good this season, and then he tried to incorporate it all together. Like, oh, he's coming back. Look at what CeeDee Lamb did. Look at uh, how good Amari Cooper played. Um, look at how Elliott finished the season. He finished a little better. Be excited for 2021. And just that's what I would do just out of thinking about it right now. How would I do a promo video for the Cowboys for 2021? Oh, a little bit highlights, a little bit of, you know, playing with your emotions like, oh, Dak Prescott got hurt. Look at him training. Look at the highlights. We all remember how good he is. Look at the players that showed up, showed up last year. Now we tie everything together. Maybe a little image of McCarthy coaching or something. And there you go. There's your 2021 promo video. But to not have Dak Prescott on that video, I think it's it's a it's a chess move. It's a chess move by Jerry Jones. It's a chess move by the Dallas Cowboys. To kind of alert, alert uh, Dak Prescott that hey, if if you're not, you know, you either play, you either take what we're gonna give you, sign this franchise tag, sign the offer we're probably gonna give you, or you know, we're more than content to just keep moving forward. We're already, we already don't have you on the promo video, so that's step number one to uh, maybe possibly moving away from you. But I don't know, am I overreacting to this to this video? It doesn't really not mean anything. Um, let me know. Let me know what you guys think. I think it. I think there's always, there's always a hidden message, no matter what happens. Uh, there's, there's never. Everything seems very calculated in the NFL. There's too many oversight on too many things for this to happen and not mean anything. Like whoever was directing the video, whoever is above that person, whoever's above that person. Like I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that had to check off on that video before it went out. Or I'm pretty sure there was a lot of ideas. Cal- there was a lot of people, you know, bra- brainstorming the video to 
to not put Dak Prescott, the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, on it. But that's just me. I may be wrong. Uh, what do you guys think? Let me know. But that's enough of the Cowboys. Um, we'll see how that plays out. In the Premier League, Liverpool loses 4-1 to to Manchester City this past weekend. And that basically signifies the death of their title de- defense, their title repeat uh, journey. They're 10 points behind Manchester City, and Manchester City has one game in hand um, with not too many games left to make up the ground and the way Liverpool has been playing. That is it. It is over. It is done. They are not going to repeat as champions. Um, it's crazy how, how this team has fallen or how it has teetered um, these last few months or the second half of last season. I think that everything changed on that Watford game when they lost to Watford and they got out of the FA Cup or they lost in the Premier League. I forgot what happened, but they, they either lost the FA Cup to Watford or they lost in the Premier League. And ever since then, they got bounced out of the Champions League by Atletico. Um, they, they struggled at the end, so they couldn't beat the record for points in the Premier League. But they but they won the Premier League and that was pretty much it. They hadn't won it in, in what thirty years, so it was fine. But that team was heralded as the best team ever in the Premier League. They were potentially going to go undefeated. They were going to get a trouble. They were going to win the FA Cup. Um, they were going to win Champions League again. That was the storylines in the middle of last season when Liverpool was on fire. This year, okay, they're they're going to repeat in the Premier League and. They're definitely going to be challengers in the in Champions League. And in the FA Cup, they're going to go deep. But now the Premier League, it is done. It's, it's Even when they lost to Brighton, I was like, okay, let's see how they respond against City. Um, if they beat City, then they'll be, they'll be kind of closer. They'll be making up ground. They can still make a run. Don't give up on Liverpool. Losing to Brighton, losing to um, City, losing to Burnley. Uh, it's just this Liverpool team is done as far as the Premier League. They better hope that they can keep a top four spot. We'll see how they respond the rest of the season. But the Premier League um, title defense defense is over. They are not going to repeat. Um, try again next year. We'll see how we'll see what they do in the off season. We'll see what they do um, in the transfer market. They definitely have to straighten straighten the team. That core is definitely going to be. Um, there might be some players that leave, whether it's Allah or Firmino. I think they got to find a better striker. Firmino, for all the good he did, he, he's definitely not contributing as much as you'd like. Salah, there's rumors that he might be leaving, so we'll see how that goes. Wijnaldum, there's rumors that he's leaving. So we'll see how Liverpool retools and looks at the start of next season. Um, I do believe in Klopp. I think, I think he'll make it work with whoever's there, but... These are strange times because as long as Klopp there, it's always been ascending. Like the t- the team he got was not challenging for anything, and then he got them to compete. He got them to compete better and hard and harder. He got them to play better football, and then eventually he got them to a point where they were a really elite team. And but they needed to win trophies. They won Champions League, so they're still moving up. Last year they won the Premier League after thirty years. So still going up. Everything like it's always been ascending. And now we're at the point where it's kinda it's kinda going down. It's kinda descending. They're they don't look as dominant as they once did. 
So I'm curious to see if Klopp has it in him, if Liverpool have it, have it in themselves to bring themselves up and go back up again. Because right now they're definitely, they're definitely going down right now. So we'll see if Klopp has it, if Liverpool as a whole has it together. Or if this is the start of the of demise, I don't think it is. I think they'll be able to retool and come back up. But for as far as this season, I would focus on Champions League. We're what in the round of sixteen coming up, so we'll see how they do. But if I was them, I would just focus all my strength, all my best players around Champions League. If, if that means sitting some players in the Premier League, because I know that Champions Leagues are coming. Champions League games are coming um, back, especially next week. <clears throat> Champions League comes back next week. They got to rest some players this weekend to make sure that Champions League is their main priority. That's what I would do. If Liverpool somehow manages to win Champions League, I think that would be a great season. With with everything that's happened, I think Liverpool fans would be happy. I think they'll be forgiven for all their, um for all those, their mishaps in the Premier League, for all their letdowns, I think no one would really remember that. And it would be a successful season. And then Klopp could say that he won two Champions League in three years with the Premier League sprinkled in, and everything would be fine. Pandemic season, we get it. Couldn't really... Uh, a lot of injuries happened. Not that much money coming in because of the pandemic. You couldn't really make a big January transfer signing. And then you come back next year and you see what you can win next year. Maybe maybe you go for the treble. Maybe you go for a double. You go, you make a bigger push to catch up to City. But as far as this year, the title defense for the Premier League is done. Uh, I don't think they should. Um, they should definitely try to keep top four. <clears throat> and they're right. They're fourth right now, so they got they better like give it some attention to the Premier League so that they don't fall like fifth, sixth, seventh. There is some teams right behind them that could potentially take their spot. But if I'm them, Champions League is their main priority. Um, Liverpool does have the talent to be any team on any given um, to on any given um, fixture. So they do have what it takes to to make it all the way to the finals to win Champions League. They've done it before. They've gotten to a final before too. So they definitely have it in them to make it. But we'll see. We'll see if they're able to win it. Uh, I, I do think they're one of the top four or five teams left remaining in the Champions League. So. I do see them going far, but as far as the Premier League, it is done. That dream is over. Liverpool is not going to repeat as champions, um, as sad as that may be for some fans. I think most fans have kind of accepted it too. I have a few Liverpool fans. I'm pretty sure they all know that the dream is over. They're not going to repeat, but it was a good run. It was a good run Uh, uh, for a sec. I thought they were going to win it. They were my pick to win this season, I thought they were the most complete team. I thought they had the best defense. I didn't see Allison costing them points. I didn't see Trent Arnold Alexander regressing so hard this year, just being a, a cone. It looks like he's just a cone on the field sometimes. Um, I didn't see Firmino dropping so much form, not scoring that many goals. Uh, I also didn't see the rest of the league catching up to them as, as quickly as they did. It seems like the league kind of figured out how to defend the Liverpool attack but we'll see this this game is all about adapting and uh innovating and moving forward so the, the league innovated and caught up a little bit to Liverpool we'll see if they're able to innovate themselves and get ahead of the league one more time um Pep, Pep did it with City at the beginning of the season he did it kind of mid-season they had a rough start to the season they couldn't score goals uh, they had a leaky defense 
and then Pep switched it up. Now they have one of the best defenses in the league, probably the best defense in the league, and they're starting to score goals again. They're they're getting their midfielders involved um, to score their goals, even when they don't play with the nine. So um, I'm, I'm I have a lot of confidence in Klopp. I think he's a very good coach. I have the utmost respect for Klopp. I also wanted to say uh, there's reports that say that Klopp mom died um, sometimes this week. So rest in peace to Klopp's mom. I know this year has been hard for so many people. Has been even if you don't haven't lost uh, a loved one, it's been a rough year for everyone across the world. And to lose a loved one, I can only imagine the pain that he's going through. So all my condolences to Klopp and his family. I hope. He does well. I hope he has a good support system. I hope the club embraces him and lets him mourn in whatever way he has to mourn. And I hope he he bounces back. And I know Klopp will. He's a strong guy. He's been a great coach for for so long. His time at Dortmund, his time at Liverpool. Respect the man. Um, so, yeah, my condolences to Klopp. And I wish Liverpool the best moving forward. I know they'll be back next year contending for the Premier League. Uh, unfortunately, this is not going to be the season for them to repeat. But they still have the Premier League, and I mean, they still have the Champions League. And if I was them, it's I'm going all in on the Champions League. But yeah, this should conclude episode 32 of the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I talked a lot about the Super Bowl. There was a lot I had to get off my mind. Um, Tom Brady, you continue to impress me. With the things you're doing are ridiculous. There's never going to be anyone like you ever again Mahomes not your fault you could have played better but turf toe bad line teammates dropping passes don't blame you also uh, Todd Bowles for head coach Andy Reid you gotta fix that time management Cowboys you better stop playing around with Dak Prescott sign sign that boy up and my boy Klopp condolences to you and I hope you guys do good in Champions League not too good because I'm Real Madrid fans but good enough I want, I want to see them go far and uh we'll see how liverpool bounces back next year because this is not their season but that's it for this episode thank you guys for listening have a great day <laughs>